Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a very special guest joining us. We have the creator of the new show for Clay Holly here to speak with us about her show for, which is right now playing as part of the Hollywood Fringe Festival. The show is performing on June 6th, 10th, 18th, 22nd, and 24th. And I'm sure you want to know all about what times it's playing at. Well, good news. You can get your tickets and more information about it by visiting hollywoodfringe.org or by going to fortheplay.com. And all performances are at the Broadwater Theater, which is at 6320 Santa Monica Boulevard in beautiful Hollywood, California. And once the show wraps up there, it's going to be going around the world, heading over to Edinburgh and then right back here to New York. But let's go ahead before we get ahead of ourselves and bring on our guest, creator Clay Holly. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much for having me. How are you, Andrew? I am so good. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm sitting in the heart of Hollywood, and it is a beautifully overcast day, my favorite type. <laughs> I find it so funny. You have this beautiful overcast day, and I have a beautiful sunny day here in New York. How did we end up with reverse weather? I don't know, but I'm going to take it because it's not human. And speaking of beautiful things, you have this beautiful show for that I'm so excited about playing at the Hollywood Fringe Festival right now before it embarks on I'll say it, an international tour in Edinburgh and then off here to New York. Could we start off by having you tell us a little bit about the show itself? Absolutely. Thank you. Four begins with, it opens with the scene of three players who are members of the renowned string quartet. And they are playing a tune specifically for a requiem in honor of their founder who just passed away. The door opens and the stage manager appears with what would seem to be a great solution to keeping the quartet together. And the rest of the play goes on from there. Will they stay or will they go? Ooh, I love this. So how did you come up with the idea for this show? Wow. Well, the pandemic changed a lot for me. Prior to the pandemic, I was completely focused on creating musicals. I write, I compose original works. I love songwriting. And I thought that that was going to be my wheelhouse. After the pandemic began, I couldn't hear music at all. I could not write it. I could not compose it. My brain just kind of shut down in that area. And so what it did was in a, a very unexpected way it made me write more plays and it also opened me up to using outside music two things which I would never have done before and so fast forward to September 2021 um well I just jumped out of a plane at 18,000 feet because once a year I like to do things that challenge me and I am deathly afraid of heights so being in an airplane beside an open door, looking down at the ground and about to be strapped to somebody before being pushed out of a plane. That was definitely me facing my fear. <laughs> so after that, after I, I reached ground, 
I thought, well, time to start on a new work. And what do I know? Well, write what you know, for me, meant write about string instruments, because my very first instrument was the violin. Write about playing with others and write about what happens when things fall apart. What a what a journey, what a way to come up with a show. Yeah. So kind of building on that, what has it been like developing this show, especially putting it on its feet and now hearing its voice, if you will? I have been so fortunate with this show. Four has been so warmly received in so many ways. I also think that in 2022, I was much more open. And so my openness made doors open, if that makes any sense. You know, just contributing to other shows, being a producer in other other works, other people's productions. I think that kind of opened the doors karmically for four. So the very first table reading was actually in New York City. I love to grow my shows in New York. And so I I started writing in September 2021, but I didn't really dive deeply into the writing until February of last year. And by July, I maybe had a 31-page draft. I shot it to a director who loved the characters, and that gave me enough encouragement to do the table read in September with New York actors. And they were beautiful. The reading was wonderful. And it's just been going really well from there. Love that. Now, this particular production that's happening out in Hollywood, is this the first full production of the show or has it been put together elsewhere as well? This is the very first production. This is a relatively young show in theater terms, you know, first word on the page was September 21, but then really starting to write it around February of last year. And then kind of going from there to fringe now and, and Edinburgh, it's, it's really been a, a quick ride. So it's exciting. This is a very stripped down, almost black box type of a production, but it's exactly what the show needs right now, just to get it out there and and get those words out and to give the show the voice that it deserves. Amazing. Is there a message or a thought that you're hoping that the audience will take away from this show? Well, on a visceral level, because it is an organically diverse cast that is forming this string quartet. So what that does is that it makes the stage look a little different than what we would expect the string quartet to look like, but it's organically diverse in that this story brings in people into the quartet who are there because they can play, not because they are, you know, looking a certain way as you weave your way through the story it just makes sense why these people are together so I think on one level it is that anyone can do anything regardless of how tall or how short or what they look like or where they come from it's breaking those presuppositions that people have on another level it tackles the idea of grief and loss and how and when or even if 
to move on. Wow. That is incredible. I like that. So my final question for this first part of the interview is who do you hope have access to four? Well, anyone who loves classical music, of course, there is classical music. There's also a pop song in there. Sony gave me the rights to a very popular pop song by a wonderful singer who's very well known. And I hope that you all check it out because it's just a really sweet moment in the show. And I would love for people who love classical music to really come and and, and be drawn to this. 35% almost of the American population actually has listened to classical music in the last year. It's one of those things that people will maybe listen to on their own, but then don't necessarily share <laughs> with anyone that they do. But they do. They have a lot of people are drawn to it. And there's just maybe not that that outside knowledge that they are, but but a lot of people appreciate it. And then other than that, I think anyone who has ever made their family out of their friends and loved ones, you know, who's ever had to find a community. I think they would really connect to this story as well. I want to now switch gears and let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. And I want to start by asking you, what are some of your inspirations? Uh, You know, what are some of your favorite playwrights, composers, or shows themselves? Wow. Gosh, so many. And then the other part of that is that I've met some people. So I I don't want to miss anyone. (laughs) I think that in terms of contemporaries, you know, people who I'm next in line behind or, or that I'm, I'm, looking at and saying, wow, I appreciate what you've done. And I want to get to that point. I think you start with Ms. Tesori. And then I think, well, Marsha Norman actually is a friend of mine and I appreciate her. I appreciate everything that she's done for theater and the color purple and being a book writer of such skill. So of course I, I raise them up. Georgia Stitt, Maestra, I am a member of Maestra. So if for those people who don't know, Maestra is the Broadway's group of female and female identifying composers and writers. And I've been a proud member of Maestra for years. And Georgia was the one who spearheaded that. Rona Siddiqui is an acquaintance of mine and is a wonderful music director and composer. So those are like the contemporaries. And I know I missed some people. I'm sorry. In terms of the people I look up to, I think just the people that I I listen to as kids, you know, as a kid, Rogers, Hart, Hammerstein, all of those people. I, I think that those are always going to be names to aspire to, Sondheim and Prince and all of those people. I, I don't see anyone going wrong by following their lead. <laughs> they were wonderful creators. And that's what I am. That's what I want to continue to be. Yes, that's a wonderful, wonderful list. Oh, and one writer 
I will always love for having created the Layman trilogy is Stefano Massini. My gosh. <laughs> I don't even... I'm glad you gave that shout out. Oh, the best. Going along with that, have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Well, I saw Leopoldstadt right around the time that it opened and it was heartbreaking and well worth watching. Absolutely devastating. And then on the flip side, (laughs) I saw a beautiful noise. I met my mom in New York City because we were both traveling around at the time. And I, I do have to say that Ken Davenport is a friend of mine, so I'm not biased, but we had a wonderful time at the theater, a beautiful noise based on the life of Neil Diamond, of course, was packed with people who were of a certain age. And so they really appreciated a lot of the cultural references. My mom keyed into all of them. It was like a warm hug. And she just had a great time. And I love having when my mom has a great time. So I was happy. And I had a good time too. I sang along to Sweet Caroline. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? Creating, 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 creating. I think that that point after which you have written something, whether it be a book or the song score whatever part and you see others speak the words and give life to the character and then tell their story that's the best part yes i love love that that's a good lead into my favorite question to ask guests which is what is your favorite theater memory gosh i think it's yet to come Every, every, every moment in the theater is my favorite. So I think that it, it is going to be in the future. I can't look back and say that I have one necessarily. Yeah, it's the next one. I love that answer, though. 160-something interviews, and I've never had someone say, oh, I think it's yet to come. I love that, though. That's so beautiful. So here's to the, the big theater, your favorite theater memory that's about to come or soon to come. So that's wonderful. (laughs) Are there any other projects or productions that you have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug? Yes. (laughs) So my my tiny company, (laughs) we are, we, Royal We, are producers in film and theater. And so I do have a movie where I participated as associate producer, and that is going to premiere next weekend, June 10th. (laughs) That's a big weekend for me. That's going to premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival. And the name of that is Our Son. And then I have a two-hander that I'm very proud of, and that is being looked at by a theater in South Florida right now. And that show is called American Standard. And so I'm very excited for that one to roll out next as soon as we have put four in a good place. Wonderful. And when is four coming to Edinburgh and New York? Okay. (laughs) So it is going to be 
lucky and I'm so proud of this because this venue is one of the big four of Edinburgh and it is highly sought after as a venue for the Edinburgh Fringe and it accepted four within 24 hours of receiving the script. So it will premiere, the European premiere of four will be at the Gilded Balloon the Gilded Balloons Wine Bar, and you can find out more about that if you go to edfringe.org. And the previews begin August 2nd, and that opens on August 5th and runs through the entire month of August. So if you are listening to this in Europe and you can make your way to Edinburgh, please find me and come see the show. Oh, in New York, we are planning an industry reading for October of 2023. And we are in negotiations with the theater to possibly stage it in January of 2024. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. That's amazing. I love the, the long legs that the show has. So this is incredible. Thank you. Well, my final question for you today is if our listeners want more information about Four or about you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do that? Wow. Well, as you can tell from my projects, my schedule is <laughs> packed. But I think the best way to reach out to me right now is really through the show, since I'm fo so focused on getting the show going and continuing. And so our handle across social media is for the play, F-O-U-R-T-H-E-P-L-A-Y. And our website is for the play.com and you will definitely find me through there eventually because I do work with the people who work with our social media. So yes. Perfect. Well, Clay, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me and tell me what tell all of us about this amazing show for and all of the incredible new works that you have in the pipeline and that are happening. This is so exciting and I can't wait to see this show. So thank you so much. Thank you. And for any of your listeners who are in the Los Angeles area, I do have a special <laughs> ticket discount code for you for all of the performances at the Broadwater in Hollywood. And that discount code will give you 25% off of your ticket between June 6th and June 24th. And the discount code is called Quartet, which makes sense. <laughs> There's also a mocktail recipe of the same name on our website. So if you ever wanted to have like a red sorbet, raspberry sorbet mocktail and you just don't know how to make one there's a recipe on the website too so that's cool <laughs> perfect quartet like porter <laughs> i love that my guest today has been the creator clay holly whose new show four is starting its world tour at the hollywood fringe festival playing june 6th 10th 18th 22nd and 24th at the Broadwater Theater, and that's at 6320 Santa Monica Boulevard. Tickets and more information are available at hollywoodfringe.org or at fortheplay.com. And Stage Whisper listeners, 
you can use the code quartet for 25% off your tickets for the performances at the Hollywood Fringe Festival. That's between June 6th and the 24th. So make sure if you're in the LA area or you need a good reason to take a nice vacation to sunny California, you head on out to the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Use the discount code quartet for 25% off and let's sell out, support Clay Holly and her great new show for before it heads off to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and back here to New York. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.